nerd. 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 I'm not kissing a nerd. What is a nerd? Nerd! nerd! Holy crap, are we nerdy? It's not my fault. <laughs> You're the one that has cats. It oh, used I, to I, growlers on the stairs. <laughs> I haven't had a cat since Mars Kashid died. I'm sorry. Well, way to bring it down right <laughs> at the beginning of Welcome, Nerdables, to episode 103. This week we are talking Doctor Who, Pacific Rim's off and on again development, Arrow Stephen Amell, Amell. Uh, leaving social media for a brief time. The Winter Soldier taking aim at Zack Snyder. Lando possibly returning to Episode 7. Luke Skywalker returning to Ireland. And Star Wars Aftermath getting mixed reviews, which is a lot to say real quick. Uh, joining me are Chris, Ethan, Sebastian, Shauna, and Mikey. Welcome, everybody. Yay. We're, we're actually doing a round table around a table. But this table is not round. I think you're going to say that. It's rectangular. <laughs> you're going to say that. Did you did you not pass shapes in kindergarten? <laughs> did you look at the shapes the and there was there's the circle the shape circle. and you look at it and said square? <laughs> I always went to the circle into the square, the square into the it circle. Explains a lot. Yeah, it's amazing. Our listeners feel so betrayed now, knowing we have a rectangular table. It actually it explains does. very much that Rich continued to try to put <laughs> square pegs into round holes. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't it doesn't work, who cares? I'm going to keep doing it again and again and again. At least I didn't try triangles in the circles. That might actually work at this moment. I think you did, though. And we've already gotten into the devil worship. <laughs> this is fantastic. So, anyways. Anyways. So, anyways. Um, yeah. Why, why, yeah. Why bother turning Mikey's <laughs> mic on? Well, it, it's it actually more on, intriguing to have Mikey <laughs> sound like this from all the way to the other side of the room. Like we've got an audience, like, like Statler and Waldorf are up in the up in the uh, the rafters <laughs> yelling at us the whole time. That would make our show better. Oh, it would totally the make our show Muppets. better. Muppets. Wow. Speaking of the Muppets, they're going to be back on the air starting Tuesday night. Does anyone care to watch it? It's on the twenty second, right? That's, no, it's this Tuesday. No, I know, but I think what day is that? Just the, this Tuesday is the twenty second. Is it twenty second? That's Jim Henson's birthday, so they're doing it. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good idea. Tuesday yeah. sucks. There's so much on Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, now there's the Muppets. So there's the Muppets. You don't have to watch anything else. There's Flash. There's Once I Get Through the First Episode, if I continue to watch it, Bastard Executioner. And there's something else Tuesday. Agent of the Shield. Tosh. Agent of the Shield is Tuesday. Tosh is Tuesday. But, wow. So Agents of the Shield isn't starting this Tuesday, though. It's starting next week. I don't think it matters. <laughs> it's on the same <laughs> network, though, so... Yeah, that just isn't Gotham your on Tuesday too. Gotham start. No, Gotham is Monday. Yeah, but I don't watch Gotham. Yeah. No, I know. Uh, Gotham and uh, if it's on the same Gotham night, I think, I think Agents of Shield and Muppet should have a crossover. Statler and Waldorf go to Agents of Shield and just destroy <laughs> it for an hour. <laughs> Why is anybody watching this anymore? They're the new Mystery Science Theater. <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> a whole season of MST3K on the first season of Shield. That would be amazing. <laughs> Ask, oh, uh, ask the Rift Tracks guys to oh, do it. That would, be, that would be pretty They've good. They've done TV shows before. Have they? Yeah. That's fantastic. Wait, what did they do? They've done uh, Lost oh, and God. a few other seasons. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably shouldn't watch the Lost one. Um, wow, I really hate this show now. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you point out all the mistakes? Damn it. Big Bang Theory starts up tomorrow night, too. Cares. Am I the only one that's still watching it? Yes. Yeah, I told you. Heart sound. I, I'm fine with it. Wow. I told you quite 
emphatically, what was it, a year ago? A year I think and a half I stopped ago. watching it, like, season three or four. When they started becoming, like, the first few seasons, they were, you know, like, they seemed to have understood nerd culture. And then by season three and four, they got really mean-spirited. The the change See, that's for what me, Chris has said. Oh, yeah. No, the, the writing, go back and watch the first couple of seasons. No, I, I get I went, it. I've, I've seen I've it. watched some of the early ones on, in syndication. Yeah. And the difference that I have is the guys... The guys were always being made fun of, but they were always right. Right. Uh, yeah, I get that. The last three seasons, the guys are always wrong. Well, and the breaking point for me was the, the comic book shop episode, where they, they were going to pull their money together to buy the comic book Stuart shop. Yeah. shop and yeah, they were mocked for it as this is the stupidest thing you can do. You just want to buy the shop because you just want to read comics for free, yada, yada, yada. And as someone who works very, very hard to manage a pair of comic shops, it's all bullshit. Yeah. And it, to me, that was the one I watched and said, these writers don't get this culture anymore. And they really don't. If you watch it, they don't get that culture Well, there, at there's all. a couple episodes where they have had a chance to really embrace you know, the nerd culture and their, their base fandom. And like there was one episode last well, season. Well, their base fandom is normal people. Or, yeah, at this I mean, point, that's, well, that's, that's, true. that's that's in air quotes. Yeah, that's of course. true. It's, it's just the regular TV audience. Nerds are their, not o- their, their audience. audience now is the people that think geeks still act like that. Right. That they're still losers. That they're still idiots. That it's still dumb to be into this sort of culture. I mean, it's just the, the, the whole basis of their. What they use for jokes has yeah. changed in the last three seasons. Well, versus do you the first guys? I mean, with Penny marrying Leonard now, do you think that she should still be at that point where every time that they say something that's nerd related, that she just dismisses it? It's like television. It, she yeah, will it's, continue to do that because that's how her character is written. But would her character she, but be more on. interesting if she did start to embrace it? It doesn't matter whether she's more interesting or not. It's what's more popular. The point is, is when they've used that, that has been the joke for so many years that she gets the references to Star Wars, Star Trek, Lost, Doctor Who, whatever. Right. It's still treated as a joke rather than she's kind of gotten into that culture. You've had this happen over the last five, six years, where yeah. your wife has embraced this culture more so than she ever had before. When right. I first met you, she you know, she was tolerant. She, tolerant is too mean of a word. She liked it, but she wasn't... Word, but it, but it wasn't, she, she enjoyed it, but she wasn't reading comics. She wasn't into something like Doctor Who. Right. And she seemed resistant to be into that sort of culture. She would have never gone and to Comic-Con. Exactly. And as we kept kind of going, and as you got more immersed into the culture as well... She jumped in to see what is this about? Why you know why does my husband love this so much? What right. gets into it? Found and she her found own... different pieces for it. Well, see, and that's kind of with the same thing where I'm going with with the whole penny thing is shouldn't she be at the point now where she's finding her own pieces of nerdism that if she it was, should embrace? If it was if it was a good progressive realistic show, yes. Because we've already seen not. her where it's, she it's was a, it's a sitcom. Where she got addicted to WoW, right? You know, so she watch, has that. Watch tendency. Fraser for eleven seasons. You'd think that that Niles would finally stop being so neurotic, but right, he's yeah. not. I mean, it's just, it's a sitcom. That's I mean, that's what it is. But at the point now, where I don't think the first three seasons or so, they were quote unquote on our side, right? And I think the writers' room turned. I think whoever was in the writers' room, whoever got changed, turned. And Do you they, think they're, now, they're? I think it also. Gets, no, I think that's an easy. It's it's an easy out. They're mining. The stereotypical jokes of, of of counterculture, of of pop culture, of the bad aspects of, of pop culture, and they don't have they're not they're not reflecting the reality of this. They're not reflecting comic culture changing into something that really. I mean, go to Comic Con. Right. Look at how many frat boys are. At oh yeah. 
Look at how many hot women are in, are into comics and all this sort of stuff like that. The Girl the Scouts is, you know, were at Long Beach. You have, <laughs> you have, uh, um, Raj dating a woman who is not oh. classically attractive, and they dump that as quickly as possible mm-hmm. to have her start dating some hot redhead. And it's yeah. just like, really, <laughs> we keep going. It's it's just it, it has it holds no appeal to me anymore at all. Yeah. So did anybody? And it's borderline s- offensive, to be completely honest. I've found more and more episodes in the last few seasons actually offensive. I've I've seen a couple of them. To I've, me, I mean, yeah. they're not like we should tar- bear this, you know, burn this down. No one should watch it. It's just to me, it's personally offensive. I don't find it right. I I'm, I'm feel the same way, and I also have just the ability to go. Oh, I'm done. You know, I got three, four good seasons out of it. I'm finished. I can stop watching and be okay. And I still enjoy those. Yeah, I, I, I once I get right because I, I like yeah. Exactly. You, you finished two and a half. I finished fucking two and a half idiot. men. How I met your why? mother? Yeah, yeah. Because he's an idiot. That's why it's I don't know stupid. anybody that's finished that, that show. You kept that show alive. <laughs> it was that all show your fault. I like Ashton Kutcher. He was good. I watched it all the way to the end. Yeah, it's I did. Stupid as that. Every single episode's the exact same thing. Speaking of a new show starting up, uh, anybody? I know that. Were we speaking of a new show? Puppet show. I know that Ethan doesn't care. I know that Chris doesn't really care. Ethan doesn't watch TV, but Doctor Who started up last night, and uh, I haven't gotten a chance. Sebastian, to watch it yet. yeah, so you, I have it on my computer to watch. Though, have you heard anything about the episode? Lots of mixed things, but with Stephen Moffat, I think a lot of the Doctor Who fans, including myself, have sort of like he's tried their patience for too long now, and they've sort of are just letting go of the show and waiting to come back when somebody else takes over. So are you, are you, are you saying that as a traditionalist to, from the old doctors? No, or his, are you talking no, from his best the, season was season five and he hasn't had a good season since when he, his first, uh, 11th doctor season is mm-hmm. great. It's really great. Yes. And then everything else is, that's the one where they explain why his face is all plastic, right? <laughs> yes. They is. actually do because there is a plastic episode in there. Well, no, they explain his face because he's, he's some sort of, Inhuman monster. <laughs> um, but as far as this episode, see, to me, this episode felt more like the Davies episodes than most of the Moffat ones. <laughs> I can't, I can't speak to it, but I, I, for me, it's just at this point, like I, like a lot of people are like, oh, Russell T Davies has had a good run, and Stephen Moffat, he was the new, he was the new kitten, yeah, you know, and everyone's like, oh, he's amazing, and then after a couple seasons, they went like it's the same episodes over and over again. And it's the same Deus Ex Machina from him over and over again, and he yeah. keeps bringing back River, who is now not interesting. You know, he you know he's brought he's bringing back the Master again. See, the Master is more interesting. No, now. it's the Galactus principle, where the more and more you in, you keep using characters that are supposed to be mysterious, the less mysterious they become, and therefore the less interesting they become. I don't know, Mikey. Now we were talking about the Master earlier. Um, I like this incarnation. Yeah, I, and I, I can't I can't fault the actress because she was really good, but I I blame the material more than more See, I, than more than the actress herself did a really good job. This last episode, now look now now that we're at a table, I just did it. I tapped on the table like mm-hmm. like we talked about. Um, this episode felt really it felt good to me as far as going back to the the early. You know the two thousand five mm. seven you know episodes. Oh God, are we gonna go through another year where you won't shut the fuck <laughs> up about Doctor Who? <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, and they and they brought back some old characters and it's stuff just, that were it just. I'm just I glad we're not going to get comics every Wednesday. 
As soon as we get in the car, you watch Doctor Who? Or you should watch Doctor Who. You like Doctor Who? You'd be amazing. You don't even try it. You don't even watch it. I've watched like five episodes. I don't enjoy it. Oh, yeah, you haven't watched it. You gotta watch it. Yeah, but you remember that when we used to talk about Justified, Rich hadn't watched it. Yeah, but I didn't, watch, I I didn't talk it about it to him. I talked about it to you. Uh, and then I started watching Justified. And Justified's a good show. <clears throat> Justified was an amazing show. I just I wish I would have jumped on board at the very beginning. Shut up, don't even go. I told you to. You were talking about Doctor Who. Yeah, I can't I can't speak to the episode. I still have to watch it. And if it and if it's enjoyable and it's enjoyable, I you know, I like to make the decision for myself just playing a bit of a devil's advocate. I have not seen it. See it's hard to tell. Like uh, watching the episode and knowing how you are now with a lot of the shows and movies and stuff. It's knowing hard how to... you are now. <laughs> well, I mean more so. Always than... been. I it just like you hate the start new Star Trek. I want movies. yeah. But anything, you, I've watched Star Trek for 20 years, yeah. and I don't think I'm alone in, you, in the in the fandom who's watched for that long in disliking it. Did you like the Clone Wars cartoon? I love the Clone Wars cartoon. It's better than anything George Lucas wrote in three movies. Because <laughs> the the trilo- the prequel trilogy, you there's not one awful. redeeming quality no, in it. They're just, they, and it's not even so much from a Star Wars standpoint. It's from a film standpoint. They are just terrible films. Right. And... That alone is just me writing them off. I don't know who hates the prequels more, him or Travis. I mean, star, like I have my problems with them as a Star Wars fan, but as a fan of film, they are just offensive on every level in terms of writing and direction. It's the same, but for different reasons. Yeah, you think so? his is because of the film, and Travis just thinks that that just ruined his life they because he was a Star Wars. No, I, I, what, he's, I, what he's saying, yeah. uh, George Lucas raped his childhood. Yeah, or something. No, something. Steven Spielberg did that with Indiana Jones four. I was going to ask you about but four. It's awful, and no one can. There's no good defense of that movie. That is like, oh, if you look at, but this it doesn't scene, ruin the other three. And frankly, <laughs> no, the third no, one is no, that's, com- that's very, very overrated true. as well. They they don't it, no, and I agree with you on that too. Temple of Doom is my favorite Indiana Jones movie, mm-hmm. and but no, I, I do. Agree. I'm not I'm not the kind of person that goes, oh, the prequels ruined Star Wars. No, they didn't because we're getting episodes seven, eight, and nine. They're just terrible movies, and Indiana Jones four is a terrible movie. Yes. And but monkeys. Yeah, monkeys and, and CGI and ants and, and Shia LaBeouf swinging through the trees. A CGI Shia LaBeouf <laughs> swinging through the trees. No, I, I don't get into the... I, like, I try to sort of stay away from that. Like, it's like, well, this is going to ruin the other. Because they don't. You feel that on the inside for a little bit when you see something, like, really bad. Wait, wait, wait. Here we go. Female Ghostbusters. <laughs> well, and even so, as terrible as that movie sounds... I don't think. I mean, it's not gonna. It's not gonna ruin a classic. I was movie. gonna ask you, what do you think about all the Ghostbusters showing up now? In well, they're not playing the same characters. No, which... they're they're cameoing, and that's you know whatever. Do you think? Well, do you think that they the could be? Ghostbusters are gonna be in it. Yeah, not there's all. one that can't. Yeah. No, he's in it. He's one of the ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the most natural of any role for the original Ghostbusters. Yeah, it, it's They're like figuring it, out a way to summon the ghost of Harold Ramis. He's going to slap the shit out of Dan Aykroyd for selling out. Um, now, see, but the more, the more I keep th- thinking about this, the more and more I, I keep wondering if the idea that it's an actual reboot of the original. Yeah, they've said it's a remake. I wonder if that's still going on, or if they're just like totally smoke screening everybody. If, if, here's the thing: if and re- it might be what you've been talking about well, as here, a well, franchise. Says, if they're if they're really using if they're reason if they're using the term reboot correctly, then it could be a franchise, right? Because reboot is not a remake. Yes, they're two right. different. They're two different things. If they're saying it's a remake, but they don't use the word remake anymore. Too, they use the right. term. They keep using. Yeah, that's the problem. Right. Is right. technically 
but as uh, you as you as what reboot it Jurassic World is a reboot. Yes. Even though it is in continuity it's with not the franchise. A re- it's Tron not Legacy. a reimagining. Right. Yeah, Tron Legacy is a reboot because it's within the same continuity, but it's just breathing new life in. But no, even uh, Paul Feig, I mispronounced the name, you know, like, and there are some movies I do enjoy of his, not everything. I think of, like, Spy I saw and I actually mm-hmm. thought was really good. But no, he's even said they offered him to, they offered it to him as a sequel originally, as, as the third live-action film, and he turned it down because he didn't want to do anything in the old universe, he wanted to start it over again with the characters, right. and it's like, it's like, okay, and he's been very clear about that. If in the end it ends up being it's like, oh, Dan Aykroyd is actually going to be Ray Stans and uh, Bill Murray's going to be Pete Bankman, and it'll be like, oh, you're starting it's their to do... kids. No, it wouldn't even be their kids because they're you know not that much, <laughs> they're not that much younger than than they are. But even so, even if it was just like, oh, this is Cleveland, and it's another thing. Like, I think that would be less offensive to. The fan base and to moviegoers. Yeah, that's right. what Lisa, especially when you had dueling Ghostbuster films in, in pre production of this female Ghostbuster yes. film and then a reboot of the and other. And they're still, I believe it, uh, the, the other one's still going. The other, the other the yeah, th- which is that th- that the all male yeah, team I, I, is going to be a franchise yeah. off of the women's team. I didn't understand right. why you wouldn't do it that way of having a franchise from the, you know, the original shutdown. Or whatever, or whatever your story is. That was even Dan is. Aykroyd's original plan for Ghostbusters 3 was like, no, my whole plan was like, these people are like exterminators and they're everywhere mm-hmm. and they just franchise them out. And if they had said like, it, you know, it's in the yeah, same It's like universe. buying an Orkin franchise as an exterminator. Yeah, if this is, you know, and if they had said, oh, he's directing Ghostbusters movie, it's LA, it's got these comedians in it. And they're, you know, it doesn't deal with, you know, the other team is still there in New York, whatever. There's new people, there, you know. Right. I think a lot of people wouldn't have freaked out. And myself included, I'm not going to say that I haven't. But I also know that Ghostbusters is a lightning-in-a-bottle movie that would not have worked and I don't think will work again because it's just all the right people at the right time as well. And that's just one of those things where it's like you can't you can't remake the magic of those kinds of films. Like you look at something like RoboCop, a movie that uh, that Paul Verhoeven turned down because he thought it was, he just read the script and thought it was terrible, and it was his wife who convinced him to make the movie, because she saw the script in the house, and she started reading it, and was like, you you have to make this movie, this is amazing, yeah. and then somebody else comes along and says, ah, Robocop was stupid, we can do it better, and then that movie comes out a couple years ago, and it just ends up being really mediocre. And the same thing with like Total Recall, mm-hmm. and very rarely do you get something like Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which is respectful of the mythology, but also so separate that they're able to Well, they to tried they rebooting want. it with Planet of the Apes. With, uh, yeah, but the thing, the thing with yeah, Dawn of Planet of the Apes or Rise or whatever the yeah. hell the first one is, because it's totally wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the title should be reversed. Right. Um, is that they told the story that wasn't there. Well, yes. they, re- I mean, honestly, well they remade, they remade uh, three and four, really, yeah. with the, with, where the apes go back in time and they have their... Tra- they basically remade the, uh, Planet of the Apes three and four, but, yeah, they but no also, one ever saw those movies. So it's right, like, and, but even so, like they were like, here's a good template. We have the apes in the past. We have the first mm-hmm. really intelligent ape. That's a good jumping off point. And then they even mentioned the Icarus ship yep. that, in the movie with Charlton Heston on it, and it leaves, and then there's a news report later on that says, oh, the Icarus was lost. And they leave room for themselves to come, because they're about to start production on the third film soon. War, of, Planet, War, War of, of the Planet of the Apes. Yep. Which, again, is the fifth movie, basically. No, that, sh- that should be pre-origin. <laughs> they keep going. Which the dusk I of forget, the planet. Rise and then dawn. They just announced no, the big they, actor. They, for they it end up too. going backwards. 
the first film yeah, is called Rise, been, and the been. second one's called Dawn. Yeah, it should have been should Dawn be the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, it's funny, but yeah, it's, for me, it's the idea. It's like, it's like, like just like you can't remake Back to the Future and expect not only people to be okay with it, but expect to have that same... Shocked they haven't tried that. Speaking well, of which... No, they won't. Uh, 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 Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale both said... That Universal since, even said it, too. Right, because... The, yeah, the, now. <laughs> well, the deal that Bob Gale and Bob Zemeckis have is the same deal that, that Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis and Ivan Reitman had, which is the studio can't start any production on the film unless they all give their approval... Right. And they all decided after Harold died, yeah, whatever, we're getting old. And instead of just leaving well enough alone, right. they well, said, the mortgage is due. You know, it le- yeah, exactly. The mor- mortgage is due. Here's a wheelbarrow of money. Mm-hmm. You know, That's Bob- called the Eagles Project. Yeah. Bob Gale and Bob, uh, Robert Zemeckis both said, like, we still own the rights. They can't make a movie without us. And after seeing what happened to Ghostbusters and the love of this franchise people have, we have no reason to. They're still putting out the DVDs. They're still making toys. They're still... You know, this is still making money for Sideshow and, and Hot right. Toys just put out. And they, and they said for as long as they're alive, Universal will not be allowed to make mm-hmm. it. And they've already both said they're looking legally into preventing Universal to do it after their death. October 21st, 2015, we get the Blu-ray edition of Back to the Future Right, trilogy. I think it's going back to... I think the There's already a Blu-ray edition. edition. There's a yeah. special edition. That's it's a new special There's edition. There's two different editions coming out. There is a there's a one that's just the, the Blu-rays of the movies, and the second one. Well, they released one for the 25th anniversary. Yeah, yeah. there's already so Blu-ray. There's, there's, already, there's, already, there's, there's, there's a new it's the edition. It's the same print. Yeah, but there's also one that comes in a flux capacitor mm-hmm. that includes the 26th animated series. Animated, episodes. but the animated yeah. series episodes are being sold separately too. Right. So you can choose to buy either or. Yeah. If you, so so I mean like it's also one of the like I thought about it because I have the Blu-ray set from a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I just want the animated series now. I don't really need the extra. Also, yeah. they didn't put it in a hoverboard. Right. Cool. Hoverboard's played out. Once Mattel <laughs> made it, they're like, eh, we don't need to deal with it. Yeah, we gotta but, get back. but it's fascinating. Oh, free I, it, hoverboard. It should, it should actually come in a time traveling train. That would be cool. Like if you could buy. A I full I'm so board. sad that somebody put on Lego Ideas the. Somebody designed the time train from number three as a set, and it never got picked up. Mm. But I'm hoping because they did a little mini of it for the Lego Dimensions that, and they're bringing it back. Yeah, one day they'll go through, go forward, or and a make barrel it. of manure. Well, yeah. apparently, <laughs> the bit, I think like an actual, the like actual manure set, horse like, manure in it in, in the, the box, in the Lego box, and it comes with a Lego car for Biff. It and it has a little at you actuator that you just lift and <laughs> pour it's it like, into his truck. It's like seeping through the Lego box. <laughs> no, well, there's a. Um, What's it called? I think next month they're even releasing the self-lacing Nikes. Yes. Yeah, That's, Nike uh, said they were going to put out uh, a, a more widespread version of the shoes and not yeah. the, like, the Michael well, J. Fox the, Foundation. Well, because the one that was done for the Michael J. Fox Foundation wasn't an actual They didn't auto-lace, but they also licensed out the design of the shoe for a costume company. The only thing that mm-hmm. it doesn't have are the Nike logos. Right. And this, they... they, they well, they put out the hint. They didn't... They were, there was a tweet put out by Nike that... That said that it was holding the shoe, and it said the date on it, but that was all it was. Right. But it's nice. I mean, that's the thing, is that they're still making money, and Robert Zemeckis and Bobby, they were smart. They're like, why? People still love this movie. Mm -hmm. There's no reason to remake it. That gives me more respect for them, because it's like, you know, if you think about it... Well, it's also the fact they still have enough money. (laughs) Well, no, not even that. It's just like, you know something so, like, classic and a cult favorite... Of so many people that are still, you know, alive, you know, it's only it's done thirty years ago, so you still have. Well, let's let's, let's see what happens range. if Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale get divorces. 
Look, and we'll see what, what happens with well, it. Well, no, I would rather see these for, movies re-released in the, th- and in that's the what they, theater. They actually are yeah. doing them instead yeah. of rebooting them. Well, it's Disney kind of surprised they're not doing it because this is they are, this they are, year's the date. Isn't no, it? they are doing it. They're this doing is, a, this they're is doing the date. The, yeah, it's the thirtieth. They are doing the. I think a, some theaters are doing like the three movie uh, mm-hmm. triple feature. But October October twenty first is the date that is on the DeLorean when he goes into the future. So please don't you know unless it's October twenty first, ignore every Facebook post that pops up once every few months of the time circuits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the day. No, it isn't. No, it's not. No. We should do we should do a Back to Future episode that day. But it's 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 fascinating, and I do have more respect because for me, like Ghostbusters and Back to Future, they're like my like in my top ten mm-hmm. films. And when you hear Bob Gale and Mexico, well, that's like, the thing. Is like, where, does Gre- to, where does Gremlins fit into yours? Because that's in the same. That's in it's the a, same period. It's in the same period, but like I like Gremlins a lot, but it's it's not in my top ten. Uh, there's like like there's personal favorites and like classic film that get mixed into the Sebastian top ten. But no, I, yeah, I, I agree with. That's my Ethan. thing. Is like when you have such fantastically made movies, what's the point of trying to reboot it other than making money? There's no oh, point making in, money. No, and I understand they need to make. They want to make money, but it's like. Come up with your own ideas. Well, no, it's a good <laughs> idea. You know, I know. Stop right. trying to redo something that's already. Come up with great. ideas. Where that do you think re- you are, Hollywood? What is wrong work? with you? That's the thing. Is like come up with something <laughs> right. new and fresh. No, instead I, I agree with you. There is new stuff. It's called it's called young adult novels. That's why they keep stealing all <laughs> those and none it, of those make any money. Again, because like a lot of these movies, are like the, most remakes, they reboots, they fade yeah. away. They disappear. People yeah. forget about them. Very rarely do you get the thing. Or invasion of the body snatchers, you know, that actually work and stand alongside their original right. features as you know, like two like greats of cinema. Like you have the original thing from Another World, and then you have the thing from the eighties with Kurt Russell, which is an amazing film. Well, look at True Grit. You know that one was done, and right. the the re- remake was done very also well, really well. Yeah. It, again, it's it's really rare. So for me, it's it's Man, it's the hubris dude. of thinking that. You can do something better than something that, especially for something like Ghostbusters, which by by all accounts was a total accident of success. Yeah, and it's, do you is, think it's, it's hard to do successful things? Like they're always talking about Ocean's Eleven, right? Because those the first Ocean's Eleven, the original mm-hmm. Ocean's Eleven, not very good. True Grit is a fairly standard western, and the new True Grit is fairly standard western. It just yes. has great performances through it. Plus, it right. has Matt Damon, so you know it gives itself a little knock up. Well, it's not that the I first would... one's bad. I'm just saying. It's no, that's like, what I was re- wondering. Is if you do classic movies, like you can't re- to me, you can't remake <coughs> Gone with the Wind. You can't remake right. Wizard of Oz. Well, you can, but you most can. People they are... tried. Disney did Oz the Great and Powerful, and it was. Well, just... it was a telling of more of the story. Yeah, it's a different when you, when you take Oz. it from a different viewpoint. Yeah, when it, when it's a different perspective, a different viewpoint, or telling a background story or a between the scenes story, that's something different to me than doing it. If we're going to tell Dorothy's story again. That to me is that would be the remake, and you're you're stupid if you do that. It doesn't mean anyone's not going to. Right. I mean, it's the right. same thing. Look, I have respect for Zemeckis and Gale for what they said too. But again, we'll see what happens if one of them right. goes bankrupt. This is you know, this is the Eagles all over. We hate each other. We can't stand each other. You know, Don Henley looks at his bank statement and goes, "Uh, I need hey to, guys, I need you want to go on a tour? Tours, yeah, yeah, this the is our final stones. tour. Well, the Stones because right. they don't know what else to do. Right? And again, they're effing know. robots at this point. Mick yeah, Jagger sitting at his house going, "Dude, oh, I don't know what to. Do. Oh man, I just got to go strut somewhere. Let's just." Well, hell with it. Let's just do a fucking concert again. Well, you you heard they're getting they're getting yeah. ready to end their tour. They're going to do a new album, and then they're going to go right back on tour. Because that's that's, that's right. all that's they know. What the Stones need. We need yeah. a new and Stones album. It's to be seen. You know, again, it could be, it, you know the, it could be just the, in the moment they're like, whoa, we better we better say something because we know people. You know, when Ghostbusters gets announced as being remade, 
the next, you know, probably the next 80s movie is, you know, they're doing Point Break again. And immediately everybody was like, no Swayze, no Wazy. That was the hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I like that hashtag. That's it's, a, it's a no. It was an amazing hashtag. Clever. Whoever got that to trend, congratulations. <laughs> amazing. And I was like, again, you can't like. Well, it looks horrible anyway. Yeah, so. Point Break is a movie that like, it's a movie by all accounts should not work as a fun. Oh, it is a terrible, terrible movie. Film, and it's but so it's beloved. terrible awesome. Yes, and it's so beloved. And then to go like, we can do it better. The dude's don't name need is Johnny fucking Utah. For yes. all Christ's sake. Hey, oh you know God. what movie worked as a remake? Annie. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was a great movie. Chirp. It was a great movie. There was nothing. <laughs> Nobody. No. Now we need a soundboard. Black Annie. <laughs> Dark Annie. What oh, was no, it? And then yeah, I think you called it Dark Annie at one point. <laughs> to do another, they're doing a, another Swayze movie as a remake now. Yeah. Like having Ron Bradley do uh, uh, Brown, uh, Roadhouse. Roadhouse. And again, oh, people yeah. started up the No Swayze, No Wazy. Yeah. I'd like to see Ronda Rousey do Roadhouse though. She can't act though. No, but it doesn't I, matter. She's also neither could Gina Carano. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but just for her, they got to do the uh, the. Um... Oh God, I forgot Unless his name like from two Family Guy. Peter the Peter Gr- they got to do the pre- Peter Road Griffin Roadhouse. Roadhouse. <laughs> yeah, if she's gonna just roundhouse kick people for two hours, I think people will have fun. Regardless. Yeah, but there's still gonna be a lot of people going to say, "This is not, you know, no, yeah. this is nah. Roadhouse." So uh, Pacific Rim two. Oh, we have a script again. <laughs> and I, yeah, well, we're, we're on the script, and it says talk about Back to the Future and Ghostbusters for forty five minutes. Well, it didn't. Okay, <laughs> but hey, it's a good segue. We're still on movies. Yeah, uh, I'm intrigued by this. <laughs> if the segue nice, is nice movies, try. then I think we're okay. <laughs> nice try, Sebastian. <laughs> so, are speaking we, of movies, movies, which is every single movie, podcast, movies that flopped but are beloved. Are, are we Rim. are we on again or are we off again with Pacific Rim two? Depends uh, on who you ask. Are they yeah. on again or are they off again? Uh, my suspicion is because Guillermo del Toro said the movie's still being worked on in some capacity. Yeah, and he said the same thing about Hellboy. Universal, yeah, but I also go like that doesn't like I see that as a statement. It's like it doesn't mean he's not you know still writing a script or putting things together or doing his own production. Yeah, the latest thing I saw one. is he said he's, he has a script and a budget and a production schedule done in yeah. three weeks. Yeah, now he's going to have, have time. time. It doesn't matter what he says. According to the the interview that IGN did with him, is that he's trying. To, he wants to do a small film if the studio allows him to, or whatever his quote was, if it deems worthy or whatever it was. And then after that, he'll he'll ramp into production for Pacific Rim Two, which now has been delayed for the fourth time, mm-hmm. right. third time. It was supposed to start shooting in November, right, for a 2017 release, and now they're like, well, we're not going to work on it. Until at least 2016, not even start until next summer, which means it would come out in 2017 or 18. Right. If it gets worked on at all, there's the the tension between legacy Universal, films and, yeah. like, basically legacy films and everybody. They have, legendary. they've been yeah legendary. Legendary, legendary, yes. yeah. Well, legendary's relationship with Universal has soured. Their relationship with Warner Brothers has soured because because last from week we what covered, I've read we... that the the CEO for Legendary keeps k- taking credit for anything that's a hit. Right. That he's t- he took credit for Dark Knight Rises and he took credit for Jurassic World's success, saying it was Legendary's involvement in both films that allowed them to be successful. Because last they would week we not were be talking about wasn't there. we were talking about King Kong was going to be going to that's Warner Brothers. King Kong goes to Warner Brothers. But if Godzilla Godzilla. goes to Universal, there's no point for King Kong going to Warner Brothers. No, it's Godzilla. Warner Brothers. King Kong and Godzilla are now under the same house. Right. Yeah. 
Yes, King Kong got went from Universal to Warner Brothers so that they could do the Godzilla versus King Kong film at some point. So, so Godzilla new... is staying with Warner Brothers. Godzilla now. stays where it is. That's it the was... deal with they have with Toho. Right. It was King Kong that got that sold, got moved. borrowed, yes. moved, whatever, and because of that. It, it almost feels like Universal said, well, if we're not going to make enough money on this, we don't have enough money to pay for Pacific Rim 2. And it's also the fact that as big as Pacific Rim, Pacific Rim is not a gigantic hit, and it barely made its money back. Mm-hmm. Even though it was huge in China, and it still barely made its money back because it flopped in North America considering what it was supposed to make. Right. Well, there were there's a, a, a and it's, it's also Transformers a Four flopped in the United States and was a major powerhouse in China. Yeah, but it made a lot more money in China than Pacific Rim. Right, that's true. Yeah, and, and Pacific Rim is also a movie that like I know like I in, and there's in, also there's no there's yeah. no merchandising for it Anymore. versus something like Transformers. Would right, be. they're still making Pacific Rim stuff, but it's nothing like yeah, and it's like it's like the like a line of action figures every so often. It's not like Transformers where you can have ten versions of Optimus Prime to sell and you're to still, ten demographics. Yeah. Well, you're still say, getting you're still getting Transformers in other medium where that money goes back into. Hasbro, yeah. so Hasbro is fine with making a film because they're just making cash. That's well, wasn't wasn't King Kong New Line and Warner or uh, Universal? New Line did the production. Universal is still did the, the distribution because yeah. they own King Kong. But that was because Peter Jackson worked on it, right? Yeah, he saw he was part of his deal with New Line. Yeah. So look now, no studio, no studio makes no single studio makes a film anymore. Right. Right. No, I mean, that's it's how it's, yeah. it's for the last decade or more now. Almost every single film is with different studios in different places. They're all trying right. to find ways to get enough money for it. Movies are so expensive. You're losing money on everything in pre-production and production now. Well, so you have the... to take in money from different places. And then if you really want to make money, be an accountant in Hollywood. Because yeah. you've got to figure out who's going to get paid on the back end. Well, a lot of the, the big you know the, the big studio houses that we know of, Warner Brothers, Universal, you know, Paramount, Disney, they've just become the distributors for it. You know, there's other smaller houses making it. Yeah, Disney is the only one that tends to have a lot of smaller they, subsidiary companies right. that they can that they own, but they sort of yeah. The money the money still the starts and ends in the same place yes. with Disney, but something like Legendary, Legendary is doing all the groundwork, but they're still taking money from the distributor. Mm-hmm. Universal, it's not like Universal sitting there going. Okay, once your film is done, we'll distribute it. Right. Universal is still feeding them cash. It's legendary is saying, we're going to make the production. We're going to come up with a schedule. We're paying. We're responsible for, for paying the cast, yeah. the crew, and everything. But they're turning around to Universal and going, okay, we're going to cover a hundred million of this. You got to cover forty-five million of this. And now we made a hundred and forty-five million dollar picture. Yay! No, I get it. It's it. not yeah. like it's not like Legendary is going to Cannes and trying to get you know somebody distributed yeah, from there. No, I get that. Um, but do you do you think that they should just take Pacific Rim and put it in the Godzilla no. King Kong world? Del Toro already just, said it doesn't work. It doesn't work. They asked Del Toro about it. And he said it doesn't work because doesn't if work. you look at it, all of the, their, their scales are all completely off. Right, but it, but it's all it's not even scales. It's just no reason. There's it, no reason. There's no story that you yeah, can the, really write that would. You're just going to sit there if if you're sitting there now and saying. If Godzilla takes place in the, in the present tense and Pacific Rim takes place in the near future. So Godzilla shows up and they're going to battle one monster. You've already had, let's say they make Pacific Rim 2. Mm-hmm. You have two films where they're battling two dozen monsters and now they're just fighting one. Right, right. It, does, it, just, it doesn't work. Del Toro doesn't want to do it. He says it would be cool to see, but unless it's a, just 20 minutes of, the, of a Jaeger and Godzilla fighting, yeah. you might as well just make your Mecha Godzilla a Jaeger. Yeah. You know, that's, that's all you're going to do. I also think 
Pacific Rim does not need a sequel. See, and that's where I was thinking. It's already a really really well-self-contained story, and if they wanted to do anything, it'd have to be a prequel, really. I mean, for that... To get the idea of, like, you get to see the first Jaegers fighting... Well, I mean, the sequel is, it's it's that bigger, better thing. It, it's supposed, it's apparently called Pacific Rim Maelstrom, and it probably has more to do with the Jaegers going into the right, going Kaiju into the universe, yeah. yeah, or whatever, the dimensional rift, and trying to take out stuff from the source, yeah. which is the only story you really could tell. But, technically, but it's also he, he, should have, he should have gotten himself a cartoon show, which is amazing that, that he didn't get a Pacific Rim cartoon to talk about, like, the years leading up to the movie. Yeah. I mean, they struggle just to get the comic book off the rift. Right. So, but technically, at the end of Pacific Rim, they closed the rift. Right. And so, you if you're going to do a sequel, right, you, you can find a different. Or yeah, if it opens open. at another there's spot, a, there's yeah. a MacGuffin that you can write in, like, oh, Pompeii it's, it's is at, actually it's a dimensional rift. It's know, Atlantic whatever. Rim now. You know? Yeah. That should be the sequel. Atlantic Rim, and then Mediterranean Rim. Indian Rim, Indian Arctic Rim, Arctic Rim. That sounds so terrible. Common. Arctic Rim. They're already yeah. <laughs> all the rims. Rim job. Right now. I was gonna say this is turning very sexual. <laughs> that's that's very the, the porn version. Rim job. Um, Pacific Rim job. Pacific do you, okay, so real quick, around the table. Do you uh, want a Pacific Rim too? I don't care whether I want I don't it or not. It. It's not happening. I don't need it. I don't think it'll happen. I don't think it'll happen. I, just like I don't think Hellboy Three is going to happen. Hellboy Three is never going to happen either. <laughs> Been too long. And it's anyway, Sean, relax. I still haven't seen the first I'm one. Good. It, the problem is, it looks horrible on TV. Like I, I remember seeing it on uh, either it was on TV or I threw it in yeah. on the DVD. And I'm like, this looks horrible. It looks fine on the theater. Well, oh, yeah, because it's one of those movies where everything's supposed to be larger than life. When but, you look, you're supposed yeah. to look up at you know, the Yeggers and then. Um, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, see, one way I, the, one I, way I think the that's other. the majority of people. I mean, I, I think we only know like a couple of people that would Guillermo actually. Guillermo del Toro should stop trying to make sequels. I like Del Toro because he's Del better Toro, at smaller movies. But here's the thing: Hellboy like, would you three, want a Hellboy Pan's Lanther? Oh. He's been trying to do Pan's Labyrinth too. Every time he tries to do a sequel, it fails because his his movies are not successful enough to automatically warrant sequels. That movie should not have a sequel. Yeah, I don't think so all. either. I think it's he's a great a standalone sequel. movie. I, I'm good with Crimson Peak. Yeah, like I can't wait Crimson to see Peak that. Crimson Peak Two's already on the schedule, <laughs> and he's all, he, and he's also got to get to making Haunted Mansion is another one of his projects. Yes. so I don't know where he finds the time. To, Which plus, he the, still has those Hobbit movies to do, and <laughs> Halo, and everything else when that he gets mind's attached going to. Mine's going a mile a minute. And that's that's the other slow thing. Is, down. I don't it's think like, he has so many. Uh, I think yeah, he has too many. At, at one point, ideas. they had listed everything he wanted to do. What he said, what he had said in the last year. This is what I want to do in the next few years, and it was something like a dozen films. Right. So there's no way. Once you throw in the sequels, and I'm sure, like, I'm sure if somebody gave him the money, he could do it. He seems like one of the very few people who could actually do twelve movies in two or three. So he's years. just throwing out, "Here's all my ideas. Someone give me money. Somebody's going to give me so money. I can do something." And I, that, that's the thing. I believe he could make twelve movies, but there's the not same enough money. Time. Yeah, he's got not- twelve <laughs> monitors in a semicircle right in front of him. Okay, now the Jaeger moves. This way. Now, the creature in Fan's Labyrinth, I need it to move just <laughs> this way a little European bit. crew on the other side. Ron, Ron, okay, I need your help, boy. Move into frame this way. No, no, move <laughs> the Jaeger right. Move him to the right. He's got a whole panel of, like, monitors, and he's, Ron, and you're he's, in the he's Ron sitting screen. in his own bat cave, and he's just got, a yeah. switch going back and forth between microphones. <laughs> I believe, and I, that's the thing, is like, I, like, I do think he has the technical skill to do it, but nobody has the money to give him. He's a great filmmaker. Just make yeah. smaller films. A lot of his movies don't make a lot of money, right? Though, no. too. And, that's and, the problem. And, 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 yeah, and it's not to say so they like, aren't eh, critically acclaimed. This all goes yeah, back to Hellboy. Good, I mean, Hellboy Two was really expensive and didn't make any money, right? It versus the first but one. See, it I, don't, I, I don't think it, it, does, it matters whether the movie, the first movie, made enough money or not. It's 
do the fans really care enough about having another film? It's not care. It's no will the fans way. pay? It's, it, it, it's if you're making, there's enough, enough making people a out there that will. to a film that is middlingly successful, what you're trying to figure out is if people will enough people will go see it that not only saw the first one, but brand new people to go. That's the problem. This, your sequel wants to be bigger. But see, Ava- Jurassic okay, World 2 Avatar... is going to make half the money of what Jurassic World made. Yes, Avatar... And it's also going to be bigger with all the raptors fighting soldiers in the Middle East and yeah. stuff they've talked about. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. But Avatar is one of those movies where you know it made a billion dollars, and it should have just been a standalone movie. I don't care going back there's a reason to Pandora. Why, there's a reason why Avatar 2 hasn't been finished. <clears throat> Well, there's two and three in pre-production. They've been in pre-production for three years. That's true. James Cameron is finding out very quickly that there is no reason to do those films because that movie does not hold up at all. Yeah. He's got his Avatar land, though, so he's got his money. <laughs> That's a, with Avatar, I think it was more, the main reason why so many people went and saw it is because it was so visually stunning. And the story behind it? Well, be the story was it, fantastic. Like, the acting was, was like, amazing. Oh, it, was pre- it was a pretty film, but that was about it. And I think that's what and it, it had was. such a great message that was not totally hammered into you. It was so subtle. <laughs> it was just a subtle, you know, that subtle little thing. And you really had to get into the crux you of it. Had, you had to, you had to, had to dig out the layers story, to yeah. figure out where it said, humans are assholes. I just, you know, you, you had, it was like the third or fourth watching where you're like, oh, that's, oh, okay. He's saying we're dicks. We're you, just total dicks. Giovanni Ribisi is a dick. The, the uh, sequel that Robot Chicken did. The, the blue monkey fucking. That wasn't the sequel. I That's know, the story it? about the animators. <laughs> that was great. The sequel to Avatar 2 is just aerial bombardment from orbit. <laughs> <laughs> the sequel is the humans win. We can, we can mine the They come back and just, ab- yeah, just absolutely the dust the whole planet. Sigourney Weaver and her kid. Oh, this is a... <laughs> no, so <laughs> the sequel is the aliens show up and just dominate the planet. So That's you, not his franchise. So you get you get a Pandora Xenomorph. Oh, you, you don't think you don't think they'd give him a billion dollars to oh, go back and do it. aliens again? Oh, they would. <laughs> they would. They would fire a what's his face? Neil Blomkamp. So quickly. Um, okay, so your boy um, broke down on Twitter this week. I didn't even see this, so you I don't didn't? know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Amell apparently made well, a this comment. Is, Sebastian brought this up. Yeah. So, yeah. so in, basically, so we had the you know the kid in Texas. Made a clock and the school. He made a bomb, Sebastian. <laughs> that's, the, that's, why, that's why they evacuated the school. That's why they made sure that the device was, was controlled and it was out of the reach of other people. They made sure that it was handled by a bomb squad. It, oh, wait, none of that happened. Do you yep. think if his name was John Smith and he wasn't a Muslim, like he was a Catholic or something? I, it have made I, I, I think I, someone I, made the, the comment on one, either Facebook or Twitter that said if it was some blonde white girl that did it, they would have been like, oh, great job, Becky. There's definitely something there. because they, yeah. it, it, Well, Stephen Amell kind of made the same kind well, of comment. Well, no, he didn't. He said we shouldn't stereotype. He basically said we shouldn't stereotype the Texans like we stereotype the Muslims. Exactly. Right. <laughs> it's not fair. And that's that's a completely accurate statement. Mm-hmm. What he's what he's saying is the people now that are saying, oh, every this there's no what was the one we saw? There was stuff that like, there's no surprise this was in Texas. Um, yeah. There's that, that silhouette of Texas, and it's like days since embarrassing itself. Zero. We're not surprised that Texans did this. We can't believe we didn't, they didn't shoot him and stuff like that. So the, the flip of that story is this idea that everyone in Texas is a red-blooded, you know, hate-mongering, hillbilling hick. And um, that's what he was mentioning. It's like it's, as, as much as it isn't fair 
for, you don't realize that for you're the doing people the same that thing. were there. Yeah, you're doing the same thing. The people that are in that school, and if that story is whoever was in charge of that school looked at this kid and said, oh, we're going to make an example out of him, or whatever it is. Right. Whatever this true motivation yeah, not, is, yeah, I, to, the to flip side any, of it isn't, yeah, the yeah. flip side of it is also, you can't say that every, you know, if it was a different school, you're not saying it's the same thing. You right. Know, oh, if it was another school in Texas, they would have done the same thing as long as it was in Texas. You know, it's, right. it's, that's, that's all he was saying, and then everybody misinterpreted that. And right. As, as, be, it, as coming into defense, and then the Twitterati decided to call him a racist and a bigot because he was defending the the people of Texas. But he did it... He, he, Hashtag his, not all Texans. His rebuttal, or his... his, his so, I'm sorry video. Yeah. Was done stupid. very, very classy. Yeah, no, he shouldn't... No, and he didn't so really so apologize so for it. I know. Classy so or not, awesome. he, just, he, he shouldn't have even had to apologize. It was stupid. Not him, but the people who went after him. Just completely boneheaded and stupid. Because How, they're not... Nobody takes the time to understand, right? It's, and it's you, it's, the twi- and it's the internet. You can you can yeah, you rage just out see it, two and seconds. he's going, "Oh, what he's talking about." Everyone would have saw it. He's saying that that they were right to do this, right? That's the problem. There's no there, was, the, there was no subtlety. To yeah, any you read reading. Stephen Amell's point, and instead of actually looking at it and trying to correctly interpret what ten words, right. whatever he said, you just looked at what Texans. He's he's def- oh. He's a Muslim lover, and he hates Texans, and he hates America. He's Canadian. Let's kill him. Boom. And then they put it on Twitter. Instead of actually reading what he's saying, which is, hey, it's, it's, we've been going through this dialogue for, what is it, a year and a half now yeah. with police and, 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 and African Americans. And there's a lot of people like, you can be outraged at the way police treat African Americans but also believe that not all police treat African Americans that way. Right, right. We know there are some. We know there are too many because one is too many. Yeah. But to sit here and condemn all of our public police officers as racist, as as bigots, bigots, uh, as violent bigots. And look, the the evidence is out there. There's enough. They did that jaywalking kid last week. Right. You know, and and, and you also, (laughs) you see the video, the kid's got his hand on his baton. Yeah. So he picks him up. And at that point, it should have been over. Whatever. You, it, there's so much more to this than it's simple, terrible term for it, but black and white. But there's also, you can be on, you can be enraged by both sides. There is a, there, there is a, there is a middle ground. There is yeah. a gray area. And on, and on social media in particular, there's a very big, uh, just a divide where it's, because you can rage in 150 characters or less and have there be no reprisals because when, 2,000 people tweet at you that you're a horrible bigot just for saying that, oh, you know, come on, we can't, come on. It's, but not, it's reg- not fair to the Texans. It's not fair to Muslims either, but it's not fair to the Texans to call them all racist bigots. And then happy that many people jump. There's nothing you can do. It's over. But Stephen Zamel, his, his response was, you know. Zimmel? Who was Stephen Zamel? Zamel. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Amel. His response was, like I said, it was classy. It was, you know what, I, I'm, I'm just going to go away for a little bit and, you know, which was the funny thing was he really didn't go away much because he was you know his Facebook he still did a interview with you know his fans where he ended up like with 
Right. Having 22,000. But, but, but he quit Twitter. He didn't quit all social media. Mm-hmm. Right. But see, but he did it. He also said it on Facebook, too. That right. He's going to. It, it, because it probably shares posts. But regardless, yeah. I mean, it's just that it's it's just so dumb. And I, I the, the ultimate irony is that it happened like the day after the South Park episode, which targeted mm-hmm. the, the exact kind of people. PC, bro. PC bro. PC bro. Are you Utah State PC, PC bro? I think we all need to get a house and we can just share it together and we can all be PC. That's yeah. I, I guess the ultimate irony of like, Jesus Christ, like they, an episode attacking the PC bros who, who rage mob on the internet then goes after Stephen Mel. Just like, look, I don't watch Arrow, but like I see Because he doesn't have a goatee. We already covered that, yeah. Regardless, like a lot of people like him, and I've seen his posts. I've seen, I've read interviews with him. He just seems like a really <coughs> nice person. He's the most amazing person. And he just said something incredibly reasonable, and people attacked him. Yeah. And there's nothing. It's just like, it's like, no, don't apologize. That's what it is. There's about no inflection him. in social media, though, in right. written mm-hmm. words, so you can't tell. Yeah, you capitalize. Yeah, letters, big well, deal. That just means are you being sarcastic? Yelling. Or are you not being? Yeah, sarcastic? you can't tell how someone's saying something. There's so a, when he apologizes in the video, you can tell. By the way, he's sarcasm. saying it. There is this, hashtag. It, what? It, hashtag sarcasm. They could just do, that, just do slash s yes, sarcasm. They've got you. Did, what is well, that? What it is? I'm just. I'm not down. I'm not hip like you. <laughs> or the interrobang, which is the. I what? Believe, it's a. It's a. It's like an octothorpe. No. Jesus. No, it's it's. it's this the, has been tech talk with Sebastian. <laughs> it's the actual. It's the punctuation for sarcasm. It's like a. It's an exclamation point and a question mark connected together, and it's the appropriate punctuation mark for sarcasm. Hold on, hold on. Let me write this down. Question mark. It's going to be the upside down question mark in the front, and then the regular <laughs> exclamation point at the end. So yeah, it's so it's one of those things. Like there are ways to it. Just people don't, you know, on you know, on Reddit, people just use slash s for sarcasm. So it just seems like it's like, but nobody should have to need that. It's ridiculous. So and it's, it seems more of like him walking away from social media is more on effect of how he doesn't want to see it anymore, rather than him saying, "Well, I'm sorry, I should leave social media for saying stuff." No, well, it's you, more of you know, I don't want to see any more of these comments, so I'm right. going to walk away for a little while. And well, he basically said, "You know what? I'm just going to go be dormant for a little bit, where you don't." I've never seen that symbol in my life. What is that? Interesting. Terrible. I, I, I don't even know how to make that symbol. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what the hell is that? That's the. That's the <laughs> What the hell is this? I don't understand. Damn it, Bobby. I don't understand. Why do you use punctuation this way? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Hank Hill would be lost right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hank Hill's not allowed to be lost. Like Hank Hill is the last husband on TV who was actually right in an argument. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see Hank Hill with a, you know, texting with yeah, yeah, social media. Damn it, Bobby. <laughs> I, just wanted to I don't know propane. how to do propane and propane accessories in 140 characters. I guarantee you, if we search Twitter, we can find Hank Hill on there. Yeah, <laughs> there's somebody that does like <laughs> puts it up. There's got to be a, Chris a, is a fake official. Right. So another it. another grammar lesson for you: the hashtag is actually called an octothorpe. So. Wow, Our we're pencil. learning a lot today. Yeah. Wow. Um, it's called an octothorpe. Speaking of learning about things, we it's learned that. What did, yeah, what, did, what did we learn? It we, we learned it recently that uh, kids. Use the word interrobang. Scare your parents and teachers. <laughs> interrobang sounds terrible. <laughs> well, we sounds were, dirty. We <laughs> recently learned it, that Steven Spielberg thinks that... Uh, Terrorbang is a game <laughs> That's his new movie, <laughs> Terrorbanging. Uh, no, that he recently said that uh, he thinks that uh, superhero movies are going to be on their way out. And he's right. And I'm basically paraphrasing. But if that wasn't good enough, Zack Snyder had to get into the mix. 
Did anybody ever see what Zack Snyder said or cared? Uh, did it sound like bro ten times? <laughs> Sucker punch, too. It's got to be tough for him to talk. Because it's all um. <laughs> Well, see, here, let's see. Oh, we should, we should, like, put this on the internet at a third speed and call it the Zack Snyder episode. <laughs> so here, here's what it basically is. Recently, uh, uh, during the... Um, Recently, uh, Zack Snyder spoke out saying that he agrees with Steven Spielberg's comments regarding what Spielberg said was inevitably, inevitably the collapse of superhero films. Snyder said, trying to speak for Spielberg, said that the explanation, however, doesn't count for characters such as the Dark Knight and Man of Steel. It only... Wait, wait, wait. It doesn't, it doesn't count for his character. Wait. That's interesting. So, yeah. His po- his I think point, he's a little biased. I'm he was sure. pointing squarely towards Marvel's Ant-Man as the example of a flash in the pants. Weak, you know, uh, flash in the pan. Flash in the pan. Uh, you know, flash in the pants. <laughs> flash in the pants is better. <laughs> that also sounds dirty. <laughs> hey, would oh, you ladies like a flash in the pants? <laughs> but he gave me such a flash in the pants. <laughs> It's only dirty when you say it, Shauna. <laughs> so, during an interview with... Uh, yes, because Man of Steel wasn't Flash in the pan. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, no Flash wasn't in that film. You never saw him. He would, I, he would have been able to save uh, Jonathan if he had. So, during an interview with Collider, Sebastian Stan spoke up about you know, Snyder's comments. I being interviewed by Collider. Huh? I don't remember being interviewed Don't by say Snyder. you're Sebastian Stan. <laughs> Just don't. This, Rich this table, will probably rape you. This table oh would turn into a terrible. <laughs> I don't want to get just <laughs> thing of gross. Yeah, don't. Really? <laughs> don't bugger me. Yeah, don't. No, no, no anal rape. <laughs> I would not anal rape Sebastian Stan. Good, good. Whatever. That's whatever. Whatever, other whatever thing you would do so... to him. <laughs> yeah. Nasal rape. God can't figure it out. Ow. It doesn't count. So basically, it's not Adrian Brody, damn it. <laughs> so basically, what what Snyder said was that you Bring know, my nostrils. Ant Man was a flavor of the week type movie. So was Man of Steel. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like and that, and that, and was that kind flavor of, was bland. And yes. that's kind of where where you know Stan was going with it, the whole thing. Is like, wait, why would you say you know that the Marvel films are like that when? You're basically remaking. You're making a film, and you're trying to do it exactly like Christopher Nolan did with the Batman, right. you know, the Dark Knight trilogies. Whereas, Jesus wasn't in Man of Steel, huh? Jesus wasn't in Man of Steel. <laughs> but he was. You know, he said, "Well, at least with the Marvel guys, they're taking those characters and those stories, and they're trying to retell new stories in a new light." Whereas <laughs> Snyder's just basically trying to jump on somebody else's coattails and write it. The thing is, some people actually criticize Marvel for that. For not making superhero films and making just action thrillers and heist movies that happen to have a character that they've adapted into that role. Right. No one, here's the point. The point is, is no one ever is ever going to be happy ever again. Right. Everything that we see sucks. Everything that we read sucks. Everything that we play sucks. <laughs> Everything that we do sucks. We're all horrible human We're beings. We're horrible people. We're not allowed to like anything. We're not allowed to enjoy anything. I feel and like there's all a we have coming. to figure out. All we have to worry about is when the stuff that we hate is going to end so that we can hate new stuff. 
So when the superhero stuff that apparently we all hate because you know Avengers two didn't make a billion fucking dollars, yeah, it made, we hate that it film nine hundred ninety nine yeah. million nine. You know, we hate bats. Jurassic World and we hate Ant Man and we hate Star Wars and we hate Superman and we're gonna hate the Batman films. We need to figure out when those movies are going to crumble into a little little ball of nothing and get thrown away, so that whatever comes on the other side of it, we can start hating that. All we're worried about is what's the next thing to hate. So we want right? to know it's what stupid the next for thing us. to hate yeah. is so we, we can don't, hate it before There's no it's out. point in this podcast to, to hate the stuff that's on TV right now. We need to figure out how we're going to hate the stuff that comes out next fall. There's no room in my heart for Supergirl. <laughs> yeah, see, we're, we're, all we're worried about Speaking now is of Supergirl, how are we going to hate Supergirl? What did you guys think of the Red Tornadoes costume? I we laugh. hate it. I, I, well, here's the thing. <laughs> we, we, it, it's awful. But no, it was one of the things I saw it, and I was like, <laughs> oh, wait, this is from the official Supergirl page. Oh, boy. Oh, they're, they're serious? Yeah, because yeah. it's like Vision's face. Uh, when I saw it, wrapped in I didn't foam. see, I just saw the picture. I didn't see what, what the thing was. I thought it was Vision. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, I didn't realize Paul Bettany's in Supergirl. Yeah, it, it, it looks like, it does, it looks like the Vision's face. That's why I was telling Mikey, I was like, you know, what do you think of it? Because it kind of reminds me of the Vision. He's like, it doesn't remind me of the Vision. It's a Vision face with like an armadillo like chest. Like with, with, yeah, but how it just looks like plating. It's, it's, it's the Vision's face like rubber plating. On, on a guy that bought craft foam yeah. <laughs> at, uh, at, at Joanne's. <laughs> Oh my so, god, this is terrible. So what you're saying is it looks like it's a it, bad it, cosplay. Know, it's not sleek, not it's even. not smooth. It, it, the sad wait, wait, part. Is, is it a cover to DC's cosplay month? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which I'm sure it's going to be January or February. It's just, this it is looks, just like, this it, it awful. Looks, just, just awful. It looks like a costume you can buy like at a, at like a, like a, like a spirit Halloween shop for your kid, almost. Like I just look like Lady Gaga's meat costume. <laughs> oh God! Wow. It does, but the, the face does look a lot like, like the Vision. Visions. I thought it, it's exactly like doing yeah, the way they did Paul Bettany bit. with the Vision's yeah. face, with the human face and then the robotic features. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't look like robotic features. Though, no, either. it just looks That's like a problem. guy in foam armor. But see, here's the other problem: is they showed the mouth, like the jaw, like in another pose when he was talking or something. Yeah, and you could see that the. The helmet, or the piece that goes around the jaw, the bottom of the jaw, is separate from the mouth. So it kind of moves, moves like separately. a robotic yeah. mouth. <laughs> but it, it, it looked even worse. Well, I read, I saw one of the comments, so it looks like a Mighty Morphin Power Ranger, like an early <laughs> villain oh from God. that. <laughs> it looks like Apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I, it was one of, like, the ultimate irony, which you're talking about, about hating on things. But no, I saw that and I laughed. I was like, oh, I, oh wait, what? Yeah. Really? You went with that? Really? Well, really? I did the same thing when I saw the the Hawkman costume for uh, the Tomorrow, Legends of Tomorrow. Show, Legends of Tomorrow, and I was like, the costume they put Michael Shanks in was amazing. What mm. happened? Because mm-hmm. they gave him like full like bronze breastplate, and they gave him like a bronze helmet, and they gave him like a giant mace, and then I look at Sykes, like they're just in. They, I thought like Wolverine and Lady Wolverine, <laughs> but. As far, I mean, separate from the, the look of the costume for the, the Red Tornado, um, do you think he should be in Supergirl? I'm, not, I'm, I'm neither here nor there. I like Red Tornado as a character in the comics. So if they put him in the show, as long as they've got There's other characters that I would think would be... Right. There, there, are better, there are better characters to use up front, but they're also with... Like, well, guys, the same why thing. are we talking about this? Superheroes are over. Superheroes are over. <laughs> we hate them. We're with supposed the, to be uh, talking about Westerns now. Westerns. Or something else. They'll come back, the, and then they'll go away. The hateful Eight? But why, it's the, why are we going to hate the Westerns, though? What's that? What are we going to hate after Westerns, though? Comedy. Sci-fi. <laughs> and then rom-coms. So, then... speaking of sci-fi... Shoes? 
No, is... our favorite topic here. Did you Shoes? guys realize there are six Star Wars movies in some type of production right now? Sure. Uh, huh? The third, uh, the third anthology film is in development. It is a production. It's, it means that they're sitting in across the table and say, hey, uh, so we're going to do Boba which, which uh, is the third Boba movie, Bat. right? What about Bosk? Uh, I don't know. What about Wedge Antilles? Uh, I don't oh. know. What about R2-D2? Uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, about okay. I still say the first anthology film after the trilogy will be Darth Vader. You think so? Oh, yeah. Well, Rogue One's already being filmed. They haven't started on... There's the three no. movies that are... What I'm saying is after... You get that... Damn, this stupid fucking headset. Once you get past... The trilogy. Oh, yeah. That first anthology film that comes out in 2020. I can see that. I think is their most important film because that's where they're going to keep going. With a single film every other year, every two years. If you take a major character that you don't have to have a specific actor for, hopefully James Earl Jones is still alive, and you can make that film, you can put anybody in that suit. And it'll still be... Darth, Darth Vader. Vader. They can do. They can do. The and you have ones. you have a major character. You can do the same thing with Boba Fett, but I think it's stronger to do. Um, well, I guess we're already making the Boba Fett film. Mm-hmm. I right. Thinking Which is the, weird. I keep thinking it's the Obi Wan film because they didn't recast the guy who played Django when he's supposed to be a clone. Yeah, that well, it just means his, his helmet will come off. Yeah, right. he may just never. Oh, that's very very true. The same thing with Vader. You just probably would never take the helmet off. Right. You know, or you just see him from behind or whatever. But if you do a Vader standalone film, I think that's that would be their strongest choice to kind of keep going and set up what they want to do. You as mean Darth Vader's not a code name? The other thing is with the, with the Boba Fett one is you could work it into where he changed his face. So that way, you know, he didn't look like the clones. Yeah. I just don't see this. I mean, you've had enough time past it. I don't see why or he's would, all scarred up. I don't understand why you wouldn't use Timo Morrison. Yeah. yeah. That it, just doesn't make any sense to me. If yeah, you're going to, to do a Boba him. Fett film, it's been long enough. It might as well... But we do have you know. three films right now that are in, uh, I think even photo, uh, in, in, in being shot right now. Right. You have you have episode seven, which is <coughs> in post, and you know it still has its you know CG being done. You have Rogue One is filming, CG? and episode eight is currently filming too. You mean they don't actually have space fights? Yeah. I'm so disappointed now. They've gone. They, it's Thanks. all shot Thanks. on location. It's ruining all ruined shot Star on Wars location. Yes. <laughs> going to ruin Star Wars like you ruined Star Trek, I was JJ. Gonna, I didn't was, build was, a real ship? Okay, well, how just this like may make shot it on location in space. There is strong words being... Words. Rumors being thrown around that Billy D. Williams will be in episode eight. I have a feeling... I like Billy D. Williams, but I don't feel like that's... A difficult task to pull off. Well, they they were saying it might be just as a cameo, but I have a feeling though, if your theory of Han mm-hmm. is true, mm-hmm. Lando comes back for revenge. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna kill you, Han. You took my ship. I'm gonna take your life because <laughs> I already took your wife. Boom! Colt forty-five. Either that or Finn could be his son. Just saying. Um, but then it would but, be weird that Finn is like, it's like, oh, I love you, Dad. I'm going to go join the Empire. Goodbye. Well, we don't know what the Empire hey. would be a few years after. Right. The other know, thing it, is... It, it, the Empire is... The bulk of the Empire is just a bunch of people who need a job. I told you, son, not to join. You know, it's just like... The other thing it, is Lando's Just like the Iraqi player. army. You know, we look at the Iraqi army when we were in Desert Storm and go, they're evil people. No, they're just dudes sitting around going, right. um, I need a job. <laughs> What can I do? Well, I'm not. I can't cook. Hey, they need people. To I can't build anything. On their yeah, Death Star. exactly. 
Hey, Luke Skywalker player, killed them all. So you know, Finn could be no, one I don't, of them. Luke Skywalker I murdered millions. What are you talking people. about, Sebastian? They just poop out into space. Oh. <laughs> it seems easier. Yeah, they just, just open up a, a latch. Somewhere. Speaking of Luke Skywalker, they sent the, they sent the proton torpedoes. Exactly. Well, it was the exhaust port. It's it's the pooped-on torpedo. Speaking of Luke Skywalker. <laughs> I was going from poop to poop speaking Skywalker. to Luke. Yeah, I don't know. How, I, don't see this, I don't see the connection. Mark Hamill is, is in poop? Ireland filming episode eight, where they that's where he filmed the majority of his scenes for episode seven. Oh, so spoiler alert, he doesn't die in episode seven. Or Force Ghost. He's barely in episode seven. Well, all three of them have, are contracted for all three films. Yeah, and I'm yeah. sure I'm sure he's at the very end. I, he, I'm sure they can do whatever they I, want. I, I, uh, I imagine everyone's like, Luke Skywalker, he'll be like the last ten minutes of the movie like with R2-D2, like, it's time. And then that's it. Uh, no, I have this feeling that... I got a, feel, I got a feeling you're going to start his... You're gonna start with the three classic characters and you're going to end with the three classic yeah. characters with Han being in the middle. Right. See, I don't, th- I don't think so. I think that they go to Luke once they realize that the Force, quote-unquote, has awakened. Well, like I said, need, I, I think it's... They I, need Luke. I think the beginning is the establishing of where everybody is and then you're going to get into the story. Han's going to run into Finn and Rey. He's going to discover that there's someone who has Force powers and he's going to bring that information to Luke mm-hmm. at the end because I... I I just really think that Luke has not reestablished a Jedi Order. Right. So, Well, it, it can be. If the title is Force Awakens... Oh, no, then... it can be. It just, you know, maybe it's a different... I love the, <laughs> the post I saw the other day. is like someone put out all the titles for the next uh, three Star Wars movies. It says uh, Episode 7, The Force Awakens. Then Episode 8, The Force Goes Back to Sleep. And then Episode 9, <laughs> the, force it's the Force is Late for Work. The Force is Late for Work. <laughs> the Force Hits the Snooze. The Force Hits the Snooze. Um, but the cool thing of what Mark Hamill did was he showed up in one of the local you know, Irish pubs and uh, served everybody drinks. Then he got really drunk and crashed his car. <laughs> Could you imagine that walking into a pub? That's probably the last. And thing Mark he would Hamill really was fucking do. serving you a you know a beer. Where's the Where's the vet, Mark? That's, yeah, that's yes, I yes, I can because Mark Hamill. I mean, as much as I love him, it's not like we're talking about. Not, we're not talking about like Lawrence Olivier yeah. serving you drinks in a bar. It's Mark Hamill. Like Sean Connery. Yeah, it's not Sean Connery. Like, oh, would you like I can see Sean Connery. Would you like a drink and a slap across the face? Yes. I would gladly accept a drink and a slap across the face with Sean Connery. Oh, trust me, he'll slap you. <laughs> me too. Uh, so before we get he's into a very the well renowned womanizer or woman did, did everybody see the uh, the Jeopardy uh, thing this week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Jeopardy thing. What? What's Jeopardy? No, What's Jeopardy? Je- you watched Jeopardy? What? Did you see, did you see, see thing with the other I'm, thing? I'm not did 70 thing? years old. What's Jeopardy? Uh, was the Turd Ferguson? The Turd Ferguson. Uh, Turd Ferguson. Well, what else would... If you're on Jeopardy and you're at the final question, you have you have 600 points, wouldn't you dollars. just... No, dollars. Because <laughs> it is the Jeopardy to do dollars, yes. Watson won, right? Huh? Watson won. <laughs> wouldn't you just say whatever, you know, do some fucking Well, if you don't thing. know the answer to the question that's on there, yeah, I would just... How would you true. not know the question to that one? Mm-hmm. What was it? It was if, uh, an old, if it's an older person, probably would not see, see South Park bigger, longer, uncut. Yeah, but what was the question? It was, uh, was, this, was ba- this ballad from this uh, a ballad from this film was censored on the Oscar broadcast. It was nominated no. for an Oscar and censored. Yeah, for, so yeah, it was no it was Blame Canada hard, yeah. or whatever it was. So she didn't know the answer. So she wrote, "What is the ballad of, Tur- of uh, what is the love ballad of Turd Ferguson?" Yeah. Harkening back to Norm Macdonald's, uh, Burt Reynolds, Burt Reynolds where he refers to, he makes <laughs> Alex Trebek call him Turd Ferguson. The oh. more interesting thing of that is over the weekend, they played all the, uh, VH1 kept playing the, the retrospectives for each decade. And I love this story, Norm Macdonald telling the story. He's like, yeah, well, Burt Reynolds called me and he said that 
uh, would have wanted, he wanted to come on before the end of the season on one of the Celebrity Jeopardy skits, punch me in the face and take over, and then act even stupider <laughs> than Norm MacDonald was doing. And as Norm MacDonald tells the story, you know, he'd act even stupider, but then... Uh, that would have been so good. I got fired. <laughs> and then they go into the whole thing where Don Holmeyer fired him because he, he said right. that O.J. Simpson was guilty. Okay, so before we wrap up, um, last week we kind of mentioned that we were going to talk about Star Wars Aftermath. You sounded new, so sad right there. The, the new <laughs> Star Wars novel that's out that takes place immediately <laughs> after... Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Bill Murray, you're not. Um, so I would hope not. I'd be 85 million years old. <laughs> I'm still reading it. I'm about halfway through. Ethan could care less. Uh, Sebastian, you and Sean are kind of waiting Ethan, on it. Can Ethan read? I'm not even sure. <laughs> I don't know. I thought he watches, well, he doesn't even watch that much TV. Is that why you didn't like the Lego movie? Because you couldn't read it? That's why he likes Walking Dead, because there's not a lot of dialogue. It's just, uh... <laughs> well, that's why he likes all the Arnold Schwarzenegger films. Just, <laughs> Speaking of which, Arnold Schwarzenegger's taking over Celebrity Apprentice. Yeah, you're fired. You're no, terminated. you're terminated. You're, you're terminated. Now I'm going to kill you. You won't be back. Yeah. That's what it should be, but it's, it's you're not... Look, I, what, what I wanted to do was do the, the, the Celebrity Apprentice because I wanted to find, you know, like 10 people who have worse careers than me. And then, you know, they're all fighting for a job. Wait, this isn't a prank, but he's actually doing no, it. Yeah, yeah. Actually oh, I'm so it. happy. This is great. And <laughs> instead of saying you're he, fired, he says you're terminated. Well, he probably decided that yet, way. But he's, uh, he said it on you know who I, No, it's the line where uh, you said, or, remember when I told you I'd uh, kill Sally, you? remember when I told you I'd kill you last? I remember when I told you I'd fire lied. you last. I'd lie. You're terminated <laughs> right now. Get out. Get out of here. Go, go to the chopper. Oh, my God. Instead Just of the taxi on the floor, line. they have a chopper on the roof. So he, <laughs> you're terminated. To Get to the chopper. And you have to run up awesome. the fucking stairs. <laughs> no, no, he, did, he did put up a video on Twitter because he was like, I want to get your guys' opinion and see what uh, you think I should say. Should I say you're fired, or should I say you're terminated, or should you say they said that you he won't he be He could fired. use you're fired, though, right? No, he no, can't he, use that. He could. It's not copywritten. Huh. Yeah. It, it's the same thing with when Paris Hilton tried to copyright um, hot, or you're hot, or whatever it was, like her right. little phrase. Yeah. It said it's too commonly used to right. get copywritten. No, and, it's and, the, and, the only people that are allowed to copyright Taylor Swift. No, yeah, phrases of Taylor Swift. <laughs> Um, guys, you can't use like the word "baby" anymore because I copyrighted it. Taylor Swift is a really nice and talented girl. Taylor Swift is a <laughs> she only has one song. <laughs> so, anyways, um, all of Taylor Swift's songs are either <laughs> falling in love Taylor Swift? or falling out of love. Let's stop That's talking about Taylor Swift. You keep mentioning her; she'll come out of a mirror and <laughs> Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Oh my God! I can't believe and you said we'll my name sued. three times. We'll get sued for copyrighting. <laughs> Nobody actually says my name all that often. Yeah, I, I actually do like Taylor Swift. Nobody yeah. likes me. Oh, just my cat. So, can we talk about aftermath? <laughs> Art should so you're be just paid for all because out, then, right? <laughs> all artists should be paid. That's to, what to save That's yourself. what being an artist is about. It's about out. being paid. You know, I'm going to interject here because that was the biggest hypocrisy I've ever. Isn't heard it? Of. It's the biggest it, bullshit. Because she, she doesn't, doesn't pay her. She doesn't pay her photographers. Exactly. She, and when she came out and said art should be paid for because that's what artists care about, you're like, no, that's the point. Yes. Everyone's like, if you're a real artist, you're not as worried about being paid. I, paid. I got so like, I just like like the frustration was like, it's like 
person. This is coming from a woman who's been sued by photographers because she refuses to pay them for their work. Because the payment is just to look at me. So Star Wars Aftermath. Because we, 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 we talk about nerd so stuff Taylor, Taylor Swift is in Star Wars Aftermath, right? I wrote it. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's why everyone thinks it's stupid. <laughs> it's just 275 pages of me talking about how amazing it is that people like me. So, Sebastian, you're waiting on it to read it. Yeah. The Empire is never, ever getting back together. <laughs> You broke Chris. Have a good night, everybody. Or the Empire is so mean. So, you can find Nerdables. What's wrong with the Empire? It's so mean, so mean, so mean. Do you think the council will work? They're never, ever, ever getting back together. Band-Aids, Dolphins, laser holes. Oh my god, did you hear the Ryan Adams version of that song? No. Ryan Adams has released an album where he covers, he does the entire 1989 album. And they released uh, uh, Bad Blood last weekend, like on Friday. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's so it's arranged so well, and the way that he's oh, it was gorgeous. They had those, uh, oh, it's fantastic. So it's so much better Aftermath. than anything she's ever done. <laughs> what about it? I wrote it. Aftermath on Amazon.com has nearly 900 people that have reviewed it. 900 people. Oh my god, Dr. I can't Dr. believe that many Aftermath? people read it. Um, That's well, all the reviews are for Dr. Dre. I'm really trying to finish this. Yeah. <laughs> You should just give up, and then we're done with it. I can't believe 900 people decided to write about my novel. It's amazing. The average... Um, <laughs> Say it quick before he starts up again. What's the average? People paid for the book, though, right? Because I don't like giving away anything It's a 2.2... It's two and a half stars. Oh, why don't people like me? That's Which, so, well, the, so the average is average. The no, funny thing it's, is, it's it, went, it went up, though. It like what is it it, no, it's it, out of five, isn't it? No, I looked at it today. It's two and a half. No, but no, what is it, it out is, of? It is out of five. Yeah, so... Two, two and a half out of five. Okay, what's the average? If you cut five and a half, it's... <coughs> two and a half. Half. <laughs> Someone's not It's half math. of five, Chris. That's the average. 50% <laughs> like it. So the average... Well, no. The no. average... Well, hold on. Yeah, I no. want to look through. As you reported it, the average is average. <laughs> yes. That's a great fucking joke, and you just like, I don't know what he's talking about. No, no, it's below that. If you take half of five, yes, okay, yes, the average it's is four and a half plus three plus pi. <laughs> it's okay, math isn't my strong suit. So let's, do the, let's do the actual breakdown here. So 20% of the reviews are five stars. Wow, 15% of the reviews do. 15% of the reviews are four stars. Those people are pretty cool, too. 10% of the reviews are three stars. Those people are okay. 14% of the reviews are two stars. I'm not really interested in those people. 41% of the reviews are one star. Those people can go to hell. <laughs> Almost half of the reviews are one star reviews. Making it the lowest reviewed Star Wars of the new canon EU. There's no other new one. That's all, the, all, the other, all the other books the only are one that matters at is the least one that a four and a half. As long as people paid for it, I don't care. So you finished, Chris. You finished. I'm pointing at you, and I'm pointing at the table. Chris, don't point at me. It's me. <laughs> you finished. So mean. So mean. <laughs> you finished the novel. Yeah. Mikey, you finished the novel. Yeah. I'm about halfway through. Mikey, did you read any of the other new ones? No, because uh, same Dark Disciple for trade. These are the only ones I'm getting in uh, hardcover. 
What was your opinion of it, Chris? I liked it. Is that three stars? Four stars? Because you've read all of them. It's on Amazon. Actually, honestly, it would probably be the average because there's been. What, three stars then? What is there? I would give it three. How many books are there? Five. Tarkin. This is the sixth. So if there's six, yeah, it's probably probably be like the fourth of it. Really, the one that I was disappointed in was Lords of the Sith because the writing was horrendous. Um, Tarkin's your favorite. I love Tarkin. Tarkin was great. I like Dark Disciple a lot. This would probably be in that that middle between that and and Heir New to Dawn. The Jedi? No, okay. New Dawn. Heir to the Jedi would be under because the plot in this is is stronger. And I really like I, the, the thing for me is I I like universe building mm-hmm. and and kind of discovering what the galaxy is like. And there's a lot of that in it. I thought the interludes were really good. The writing, you know. Is it is it the best writing in the world? No, but it's also a fucking Star Wars novel, right? You know, it's, well, it's per- when, where someone, when someone's like, "Oh, it's written for young adults." Hello, yeah. what do you what do you I think did, Disney's see, after? That's what I was gonna say that's what Star Wars started out yeah. as. Anyway, that's what it was. It was a Saturday morning serial that's that was done crap. as a big budget movie. When you're sitting there, like, "Oh, it's written for YA." Who do you think Disney wants to read this shit? Right. right. Look, Disney doesn't care about you and me. Yes. Disney's yeah. looking at thirty five to forty year olds and going, "You're not going to spend a lot of money on Star Wars in five years." What I need is the fifteen year olds who mm-hmm. get out of college when they're twenty five going. I need to buy a whole bunch of Star Wars shit. Yeah. Because now there's a whole bunch of Star Wars shit to buy. Do they not um, know you two? <laughs> well, what I'm saying is that the, the general audience of... Uh, that's the thing. Like, we're just because we push kids out of the way... To be, to be, you but have no, no, elbowed a child to, be, to get a toy. To be I'm honest, though, but to be honest, people like Rich and myself are actually outliers. Right. The people that are our age are buying a toy or buying a poster. They would buy the book, sure, because they're fans. What they're really looking for is the people that are... Look at Force Friday. One major book released, seven YA novels released. Mm-hmm. Who do you think they're going after? Seven, you know, direct YA novels. Lost Stars, the three books for um, each that, individual. Leia, each individual, yeah, Leia, Han, and Luke. The collector and the toys weren't out that on are, Force Friday. Yeah, it's just that's who they're going after. That's what the writing style is a little more akin to. But I don't think it's it's as simplistic as people are making it out to be. Do you think? And I use his. I said his style brings you into the moment because the interludes in a past tense because it's written in present tense. Yes. When I first started looking at the reviews, when you first told me, "Oh, it's getting it's just one star all over the place. It must be terrible." And I looked at the reviews and I found three type of reviews. One, I found it's present tense. I can't read it. I don't know what I'm doing. The second review I kept finding was, "Where's Han, Luke, and Leia?" Mm -hmm. I was promised Han, Luke, and Leia. And the third review, which at the time was the most. Prevalent review I saw, and this was mu- this was a month ago, three weeks ago, whatever. It was the weekend that the book was released. Was where's my EU? Where's my EU? Why don't you bring back my EU? I don't understand why you had to kill my EU. Where's my old characters? Trusa Picora was better. You ruined my life. You ruined Timothy Zahn's life. I hate you. I want to kill you because you gave me a book that's different, and it's not even that different. Do you think everybody would have accepted it more if Timothy Zahn would have wrote it? I don't think anybody would have accepted anything. Because Timothy Zahn's not going to write it. What, why, what is Timothy Zahn going to tell you now? I know. I'm he set saying. the universe up 30 years ago. Right. Fantastic. Let it go. Let it's it gone. Go. Just, it's gone. Let it go. I'm it's, like, oh, it's all new. They pay threw it all away, so no one's yeah. going to like it. They threw it, it all away because you're not going to hand 30 years of continuity that doesn't make sense in and of itself that right. they've had to rewrite and rejigger all the time. Rejigger. I like you that rejigger. They, they, that's what they had to do. That they, rejiggered, they rejiggered the <laughs> Mandalorians. They rejiggered Darth Maul's origin. The first two... The first you can two, go back to sleep. Uh, instances from the Heir to the Empire and Dark Empire were not in continuity with each other when they were first released yes. because their timeline was so screwed up. 
They had to go back and there's an entire book that goes back and tries to explain why the hell Heir to the Empire takes place five years after and the New Republic has control of Coruscant. Dark Empire takes a year later than that mm-hmm. and the Imperials are fighting a civil war on the on the, the surface of the planet, which in Heir to the, or, uh, Heir to the Empire says you can't get to. Right. So they had to write a whole fucking novel in X-Wing Rogue Squadron going, well, this is how they lost it after they got it. Like, come on. Yeah. I mean, everything was wrong in the first place. Now you have a group of story editors that are together going, ah, you can't do that. And they're trying to, it's just, it's fun. I enjoyed it. I thought it, I mean, it it didn't blow the doors off me, but it was a good novel. I thought it did a really good job of establishing what the galaxy would look like a few months after Jedi. That's the other thing. Selling it as the journey to the Force Awakens is bullshit. Yes. Because it is, what it is, is we're resetting the universe 20 years before this is, and it's almost exactly the same. Right. The, the way that the universe looks, or the, I keep saying universe, but galaxy, whatever you want to call it, the way that the galaxy looks in this novel six months after Return of the Jedi is pretty much the same as the way Timothy's on and Kathy Tires mm-hmm. and Christy Golden, not Christy Golden, Christy Golden, Kevin J. Anderson. This is kind of the timeline that they established. Michael the only Stackpole. difference is, the only, the only major difference is Leia and Han aren't married yet. Or yeah. You don't know. We don't know, right. They don't. But they they the don't touch Republic, on those type the of characters. Mon, Mon Mothma is still the, the head of the New Republic, mm-hmm. which is what she was in the original EU. Yep. Admiral Akbar is in charge of all of the Alliance slash New Republic forces. That's the same. General Maydine is a major major part of the Alliance military. That's still the same. Wedge Antilles is a major point. Still the same. The Empire reels directly after the death of the Emperor without a strong central figure that was able to punish, eliminate, and destroy mm-hmm. distractions within the Empire, those people decide to try and take power, and they're all infighting. It's all there. It's pretty much the same. Right. It's just How we're going to tales. get to the point where the Empire seems to be still really, really strong in Episode Seven that there's a resistance, there's still a rebel alliance, whatever you're going to do, that's the interesting story, and we'll see where that gets to. That's not in the EU. The now, way that the EU got to, if, if you're looking at the same timeline, the legacy series of books and the Fate of the Jedi books, it's the Galactic Empire and the and the New Republic formed together yes. to become one government. Yeah. So, do you think? And now, without giving anything really away with the book, um, it kind of alludes. <laughs> it kind of alludes to that the Empire wants to go off and have their own sector and. Form like almost a peace treaty with the the new you know new republic. You know what happened in the original EU? They yeah. went into their own sector and yeah. got left alone. No, no, no. Yeah, um, it's it's biting that, time. That, to me. That seems like that's what it could build to for the Force Awakens, where you have two distinct sects. It's know. biting time. There's a very important uh, there's a very important interlude in which there's two characters that come back home. One. Mm-hmm is an Imperial sympathizer, one fought for the Rebel Alliance, and they're talking with their father, and their father like beats the crap out of both of them and says, everything's cyclical. Yeah. You're going to get a point. The, new, the, the old Republic was up here, and they were strong, and everybody loved them, and then they got corrupt, and then they fell down to here, and somebody took their place. And then the Empire started, you know, like, oh, we like the Empire because we have order, and people were, you know, the trains are running on time, and we're getting paid and everything, but it's really bad, and, you know, they're really, this type of stuff is bad. And then, oh, you know, we should really get rid of these guys, and then the new Alliance showed up, and then it's well, all there's, cyclical. There's even and a line the in there thing. that says, you know, one has just taken the place of the other. And that's what it's going to be. And we get to Episode 7. The story would be, how did the Empire retake... This is Legacy again, the Legacy comic series. Right. How does the Empire reestablish their hold on the galaxy is because Darth Cryot shows up and changes the way that the Empire works. 
He builds the war machine in secret. This is what Timothy Zahn's Heir to the Empire is. It's Grand Admiral Thrawn trying to build a war machine in secret to go back and crush the rebellion that he still refers to Well, look, most civil wars don't end the way that the the civil war within the United States happened, where everything goes back to being one happy, cohesive country. I mean, oh, you really think it went back to being a cohesive country? I I don't mean that as, you know, like, it, it took time to do that, but still, everything went back to being under one form of government. You're talking now a whole galaxy... That you know, you had gangsters. You had the well. Hot, the same you know. thing when when people are also saying it's oh, it's too quick. It's too quick. It is changing quickly. You talk about the American Civil War. The end of the American Civil War. There were Confederate soldiers who were walking the streets of Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. And in fact, from all accounts, in the South was a lot better right after. Right. And then when Jim Crow came in and Reformation and that sort of thing, it got so much worse. Directly after, things got a lot better. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it fell apart again, and then it became this derision again. It, it's all it's to me the story is fascinating, and the interludes are fantastic. Right. I mean, the, but we've seen we've seen in our own history now with with civil wars that are happening throughout Europe and and you know Eastern Europe and Western Europe that smaller countries have all of a sudden emerged from these civil wars. This is something that could happen within this you know this major universe that's taking place, this whole galaxy, where. You have, you know, Tatooine becoming a, you know, whatever. That's one of the basis the of the Legacy rim. series yeah. is the Corellia system trying to become an independent system. Right. Trying to break off from the New Republic and the New Republic coming and trying to crush them militarily. And it leads to the entire Legacy book series. It goes crazy, but the start of it is the Corellians look at it and go, we don't want to be a part of the New Republic anymore. And yeah. how the New Republic responds, and they respond like the Empire. And it becomes even worse, and that's why the Empire gets to take over, because they're less of the Empire than the New Republic is. But Aftermath is exactly what, what the title says. It's the aftermath of what happened immediately after the Battle of Endor and the destruction of the Death Star. You know, you, you have these returning home characters that are trying to pick up their pieces and, you know, go on with their lives, and you have the Empire trying to figure out what they're going to do now, and the New Republic trying to establish themselves, and... It's going to be chaos. So, do you... Well, this is more for Mikey and Chris, because you both have finished it. Do you agree with most of the reviews where it's just a bad book? Well, the Earthisms, I mean, again, that is probably the only thing that I feel is bad. A lot of people complain about short sentences and whatnot. I'm fine with the short sentences. There is some inferences you have to make on your own of what happens because mm-hmm. it's a little jumpy. But other than that, it's it's good. It's slow. It at the beginning it establishes its characters, and then it ramps up towards the end of part one, and it was good, and it stayed with that pretty much through. The so rest is it of the more? Book. Is it more of the structure of the story that's not that that's not appealing, or is it the overall I, arc of the book? I have no problem with the structure. The interludes are fine where they are, where they sit. Like Chris said, they give glimpses of other parts of the uh, galaxy other than um, Akiva, so where the main story takes place. So, yeah, the bulk of the bad reviews are his writing style and the way he structures sentences Mm -hmm. and. His imagery is very, very weak. Like uh, one one line somebody quoted was like, "The Tie Fighter wibble wobbled in space as its engines cut out," and they're just like, "What the hell is this?" 
Well, I mean, is, you had to. Are you a sixth grader author? And that's just me playing devil advocate. I haven't read the book, but a lot of the arguments that people are saying mostly seem to be that. Look, if like, you're gonna if you're gonna hit that, terribly. read Lords of the Sith, where he uses oh, yeah. the same four descriptions for the entire book. I mean, it's just to me, Paul Kemp's writing in that book is not very good at no. all. But the story is good. The, the the plot is good in Lords of the Sith, but right. I did not like his writing style at all. Yeah, and a lot of people and seem here, to be saying that in their reviews too. It's not that the content of the book, but his actual yeah his actual writing style is what they don't like, and that seems to be the that seems to be the bulk of it. Uh, he would disagree, but mm-hmm. uh, just glancing through. Almost a thousand reviews seems to be this like this book is not well written. Yeah, so something kind of put me off about it too because like I was I was just like oh this like I might actually pick this up and right before I was thinking about buying it and I'm just like I don't know anymore. Well, the thing is again, the internet is what can we hate now? So it, it the more interesting thing to me is the professional reviews of it, which I haven't looked at. You know, when you look at professional reviews for it, people who actually are paid to review books, I'd be interested to see what they would say. Versus what somebody who picks it up and goes, oh, present tense, this is terrible, and puts it down. See, and for me, I've stopped, I've really stopped looking at those type of views and things like that. Because if it's something that I want to read, That's you know, a, yeah, I'm going to read. Just stop I, I looking at reviews. It's the same thing but that I goes with that, reviews for movies. Right. Yeah. You see the blurb or the headline or the, the secondary line of the movie. like, oh, this is crap. But the trailer makes it look so damn good. And I that, still want to see it, but then you go into the movie on and the say, poster. like, crap, Los Angeles Times. <laughs> and then no, you go they, into they, the... A they, pure they, spectacle of ass. As I'm flipping through the phone and realize that our friend Ryan Mercado actually likes Transformers Age of Extinction. I may have to stop talking to him. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Well, you have to remember, movie posters hide bad reviews with ellipses. <laughs> pure spectacle, dot, dot, dot. They don't write <laughs> of, of crap. Well, of crap. Yeah. E- even good reviews, you got to not look at it. Just go right. and watch Again, the trailer. The review is supposed to this just, is what the movie yeah. put out for it. Go see it. If you hey, Mikey see. and I went and saw Fantastic Four. You know, I mean, I, I went because you are mentally wow. <laughs> when I was up at school. Why I, did you go see that movie in 2003? I saw like 116 one. movies in that. the theater, but I went to Yahoo Movies and I watched every single trailer that came out for that year. And I was like, oh, that looks good. That looks good. And I went and saw it. There was a lot of them that, yeah, they were crap, but. Right. Yeah, still love those movies. People Gus Van Sant's Jerry yeah. with uh, Matt Damon and Casey Affleck. Holy Matt crap, Damon. it is the <laughs> slowest, knows that movie boring exists. movie in the world. Yeah, and the thing is, reviews are reviews. You can take them or leave them, and that's the point. You can either listen to what they have to say or you don't. And buy the book anyways because you just want to read the book and decide for yourself. Yeah, read the description of what the plot is supposed right. to be. Look, it sounds good. Since and if you don't like it, you throw your own review. Especially since it's all canon now. You know, <laughs> well, look at my I'm, review. Yeah. Even though I don't look, like reviews. Well, again, the canon part isn't... The, the important part of canon is not the writing style. It's the plot the and the action. Yeah, that's I, I want to know what's going on in the, in the Star Wars universe, and I want to be able to immerse myself in all of what's going on. As long as you pay for it. <laughs> art has to be paid for. No, Taylor, I will not pay for your art. <laughs> you know, so you anyways, on that note, I think this we're going to wrap Spotify things up. Sucks. This unnamed voice that... <laughs> I'm going to destroy like Spotify was... with my demons from that's hell. <laughs> And if you want to have anything to say, <laughs> let us know. I got a lot to say. No, I was going to say, if you, if I can't you wait to say, I can't wait till I break up with my boyfriend so I can If you want to tell us album. how much you like Taylor, and you know, we, we welcome that, please wait. let us know I at facebook.com so slash nerdables. I need him to sleep with somebody else so I can write a whole new album. And we're also at Twitter, at nerdables Twitter's show. stupid because people don't pay for my tweets. They should have to pay me to follow me. 
So check us out. So for Chris, Ethan, Sebastian, Shauna, and Mikey, I'm R.A. And, and Taylor. And Taylor. Don't forget about me. See, no one we likes me. We also had Arnold on here. And no one likes me. Good no job, Taylor. Me. And the German twins. I, I totally believe in you. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll see you next time. Believe in it. Get to the chopper. I believe in it. It's amazing. Taylor, get to the chopper. I don't want to go to the chopper. Get to the chopper. <laughs> no, I have to break up with my boyfriend so I have material for a new album. I can't write about stuff that hasn't happened to me.